Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Five. Hey guys, Wayne Johnson, Wednesdays with Wayne, episode 73, kind of a busy week coming up here at uh, Houston and Jackson. We were at Burlington, Dubuque, and Beaver Dam. Where we were. Beaver Dam this last week. Not all the best results in the world, but feel like we're gaining a lot of speed and learning a lot of things, and actually we'll talk about that a bit later, but you got going on, honey. I'm hanging out in the bee here in your home still, so... Well, I actually had another plan for this week's podcast, but when I talked to you this morning, you said, if you got a minute, we can get it done. So I guess something's better than nothing. Yeah. You know, it's a busy week this week, and I was afraid we'd be too busy to get anything in. And we're doing this on Monday, and we're getting ready to run Houston's here in a couple hours. So we won't have these results, but we'll work on all that for next week because we got five races this week. That's right. So we can go over the last three nights of racing, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We'll start with... 34 Raceway, which is Burlington. You qualified in Flight 2, qualified 14th overall. You started 5th in Heat 2, finished 6th. Started 17th in the feature and finished 16th. You know, qualifying, I felt really good there. Car ripped around there pretty good and then just did, didn't have the time that I thought we were going to have. And then the Heat Race started 5th, just got a bad start. And these, hate race, these Heat Races are kind of tough as far as if you kind of follow the leader once you get rolling there. And so uh, actually at one point I fell back to 7th and Race one my race my way back into sixth and actually run Jason size down was working on him. That put everybody in the feature and then you know, what'd you say we run seventh finished seventeenth? Finished sixteenth, started seventeenth. Yeah, finished or started seventeenth, run sixteenth and felt like we were up through there pretty good. I was racing with Craig there for I don't know, probably twelfth or something and then uh late in the race I lost the brakes and just had to just kinda of ride it out there at the end and uh you know, finish seventeenth. Well, and of the three nights that this past weekend, that was the one night you finished, sadly. So take what we can get. One thing I want to say about racing these tracks, you know, Burlington's one of my better tracks that I enjoy racing. I really I like that place, and I don't understand what all these promoters are doing as far as when we go racing at these places. They try to overdo it for the World of Outlaws, and, uh, you know, I think I've said this before on the podcast, just keep doing what you're doing or what you normally do on a weekly show or whatever promoters because – You've got it figured out on a weekly show, and then you, you know, you we come in there, and then you uh, kind of overdo it, and then it kind of stinks up the race. Right. Well, did, I think that was the night that there was a rain shower between the heats and the feature. Was that right? Yeah, but it was already going to be, I thought, better than it needed to be for passing. You know, that that place is kind of a can be really good top and bottom, man. And it kind of got that away a little bit towards the end of the race, but early in the night, it just seems like it's kind of one dimensional. Okay, well, we'll move on to Friday, Dubuque Fairgrounds Speedway, qualified in the second flight, qualified 15th, started 5th in Heat 3, finished 6th, started 18th in the A feature, DNF with an 18th, and there was a big flip on lap 13. Yeah, for sure, uh, you know, kind of same results there at Burlington, the racetrack over, was overdone and just kind of dirty and, and kind of choppy and... And I felt like I laid down a decent lap, uh, ended up 15th there. But then in the heat race, same scenario. What, I start sixth and run fifth, didn't I? Right, exact same scenario. Just, you know, starting not 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 great heat racing. But uh, and then a feature, 
we made some changes, and I feel like got much better. And I, I want to give a shout out to Dave, uh, which is Dave's Dave is Shane Stewart's father-in-law. He's been kind of hanging out and helping us a little bit, and kind of giving me a few ideals, and actually got the car driving pretty good, uh, feeling pretty good. But anyway, in the feature there at Dubuque, we started way back. I don't remember what we started, 18th or something. That's right. Was into the top 10 there on one of the restarts, and was really trucking the top around the, you know, around the outside there of everybody, and. It was dusty and the lights glare across your shield really bad off of four. And anyway, I uh, just got in the fence there a little bit, my own fault, and got upside down and tore the car up. And But we had a really good run going. I felt like we were really moving. And, and like I say, Dave gave me a few things to try and, and talking to me about some stuff that they learned with Shane, he learned with Shane. And uh, been really, really getting better with the car. The car feels really good. And, and like the driver just messed up there at Dubuque. I will say when you flipped, they came to interview you, and you're hilarious because I never know what you're going to get with you and a microphone. And you were just laughing and like, oh, well, it is what it is. So I'm glad to see you were fine. At this point, uh, with as bad as the finishes we've had and and, uh, struggling, and you got to laugh about some stuff because if not, we're just going to get beat down. And, you know, it wasn't fun that we crashed and tore up the car because we spent money doing that, but... You know, keep my sanity. Sometimes you just got to brush it off and go, well, we, at least we were moving forward and crashed it instead of riding around the back and getting crashed or whatever. So for the morale, I had to, uh, you know, I was I was upset with myself for, for being stupid and I was trying to kind of just laughing at myself. And then they stuck a microphone in my face right away. And sometimes that's not the best case scenario. So I had to had to be pretty witty for a minute there to get away from the, the camera right away. Well- we know if you're qualified for anything, it's being pretty witty for a minute. That's that's your thing. Okay, so we'll move on to Saturday. Guys got the car turned around and back together. Now, it didn't tear up anything major, did it? No, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was, uh, you know, wings and a few bolt-on pieces, but uh, for the most part, it wasn't that bad. We ended up using the same car the the next night. Okay, so Saturday, Beaver Dam Raceway, qualified in the second flight again, qualified ninth, started third in Heat 3, finished fourth, started 12th in the A, and then I think you did pull in, right? Finished 20th. Jacob's ladder fell off is what you reported to me. Yep, we uh, qualified, you know, went out hot laps, and the car felt really good in hot laps. And then qualifying, uh, you know, when I went out, uh, I think I was the second car in the second group, and you know, we we're fourth quick to that point and uh thought, man, we got a pretty good shot at being in the front two row our front row of these heat races. Well, I don't know if the racetrack sped up or if the guys, you know, just better guys went late or whatever, but ended up ninth. Started fifth in the, or started fourth in the heat race, our third in the heat race, got a decent start. Surfoss got a hell of a start on starting fourth and come off of two down the back straightaway, uh running third. I think Macedo kinda messed up right till there in one and two on kind of shoved him up above the curb and then and then uh down the back straightaway, like I say running I was running third and then Wrightsville gave me a pretty nasty slide job there and into uh three on the first lap of a heat race, which kinda of uncalled for, but I'm pretty sure he was fired up about Macedo's little job that he did to him there in one and two. But anyway, long story short, run fourth and put us in the show and uh, ended up starting 12th in the feature. Was felt feeling pretty good about a 12th place start, and uh, like I say, got a good start in the heat right in the feature. And we we're rolling around there, I think ninth or tenth, and uh, about I don't know 15 laps in, 
the Jacobs, I didn't know the Jacobs ladder fell off, but I knew something happened because the car became really, really evil. You know, I, I held on to it as long as I could. I probably should have crashed about 10 times before I pulled in, but was just trying to get a finish. I'm tired of, you know, pulling in or having problems or whatever. So I was just trying to tough it out and it just got more, when the fuel load came off, it got more and more of a handful and I ended up pulling in on lap 33, seven to go. And lo and behold, the Jacobs ladder fell off. Well, I can't blame anyone there. I'm, I was helping the guys there after crashing the car and I put the ladder on myself and it was all the bolts and everything was in it, but I think we had some bad jam nuts, and uh, so they backed off, and the ladder fell off. I guess it is what it is. I guess if it can happen. It's going to happen to us right now. It's kind of what it is. So, question: When you say the Jacobs ladder fell off, did it was it dangling there, or is it like gone? Well, it it, it was dangling there, like it's it's bolted on by a pin in the ladder that holds to the bird cage, and then the straps hook to the frame, and the, the straps hook to the other end of the ladder. Well. The other end of the ladder, there's two bolts that hold the straps, and and uh, both of those bolts were gone. So it was just kind of dangling. It wasn't working, but every all the parts were just dangling there. Hmm. But That's strange. Me and Sheldon were kind of bull crapping here yesterday at where, when we got parked at the campground here at Houston, and he said, "Man, he said when I laughed you, you had your hands full." He said, "I didn't know what was wrong with that thing, but he said it looked horrible." I said, "Yeah." But he didn't know the ladder fell off of it, but I said, yeah, I definitely had my hands full. So lucky to stay out there as long as I did. I mean, I should have probably pulled in way before that. But like I said, I'm just frustrated. I want to race. And, and you know, when he's pulling in and crashing and just and kind of getting frustrated with having to do that, I'd like to run all the laps and see where we end up. And just all these little things that are happening, I'm just not able to do that. Okay, well, I would say overall for the past weekend, your qualifying's definitely back up where it had been. Overall, what do you think for the weekend? I don't know. It's going to be ugly because it's just eh, it's not good. You know, I would I would probably say C minus at best, but uh, I see I see progress and I'm feeling better in the car and I feel like our car is driving better and we just gotta. You know, I keep say I say this every week. Rome wasn't built today, and we just got to keep working at it. You just keep plugging away and if not giving up. We're just going to keep keep working. That's all I know how to do. Well, if anything, you're good at not giving up and plugging away. So hopefully these results will start coming to you and everything will get put together. That's the plan. Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars, micro and junior sprints, as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open-wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. Choose Outlaw. Outlaw. Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high-quality custom Nomax race suits, or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email highsideracewear at gmail.com for more information. Okay, guys, we're back. What kind of questions of the week or what else you got going on here? I don't know. It really stinks to have to do this part because uh, I don't get to see your, your facial expressions on some of this stuff. So it's kind of, <laughs> it's different, <laughs> but it's uh, definitely a lot more editing on my end because we talk over each other constantly. We've tried to do this over Zoom or over video 
platforms, but the audio that I was hoping would be better didn't turn out that way. So I'm still working on it. If we have a podcast remote expert listening, give me a call. You can help me out. I need some tips. One thing I did want to mention that I have on my notes here is that if anyone is out at Jackson this week, you will be in the parade on Wednesday. I guess they're having a parade and then everybody to look at the car send the cars out or something. I don't know. Saw it in the emails. Wanted to let the holler people know. Par- there's a holler, par- holler parade, and then after the holler parade, uh, everyone parks out at the racetrack and unloads the car, barbecue and everything. Uh, it's like a meet and greet type thing. So. Well, that'll be fun. That's a really fun track. I'm hoping to maybe sneak up there this weekend. It's one of my favorite places to go for a run is there in Jackson. I know it's very random, but have fun little town right there to run in. I don't know if it's fun, but the running's good. So this weekend, Agco Jackson Nationals, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's all I had for little notes, but I have a question of the week, and it's from Slick Rick. He wrote oh, in. Good, good, good to hear from Rick. He's overseas still, right? He's still deployed. I think he's hoping to be back in August, he said, so that's good. Getting closer. Awesome. His question was, right rear tire diameter size, what factors come into play when choosing the right size for the night? Well, right now, the way Hoosiers' tires are, I mean, they're – you know, they're running out of nylon from what I hear, and there's a shortage of tires and blah, 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 blah. So it's really tough to get many options right now. But we try to choose the circumference, the biggest circumference right rear tire you can because it gives you more options on the left rear. Compound-wise, they don't really have us. you know, they only give us two compounds to run now, and most generally 99% of the time we're on the softest one. I guess to answer the question is the circumference, we just try to get the biggest one. They, what they, they call what they call chalk mark, go from anywhere from about, oh, I believe they're, you know, say 108 and a half chalk mark to 109 and three quarter. That's about the biggest ones I've seen. And, and then once they're mounted and, and uh, run out, normally they, they fall anywhere from about 104 inches to about 106 inches. So we try to stay as big as possible. Normally we try to stay around 105 and a half inch right rear tire just because it makes all the left rear tires work better as far as being able to find stagger and stuff. Okay. Well, Rick, thanks so much for writing us. It's good to hear from you always. My question of the week, and I had zero time to prepare because I didn't realize we were going to record. Super simple. Plain or peanut M&M's? Peanut. Me too. Simple. Okay. Simple. Peanuts. You know me and peanuts. I have been snacking on those recently too, so I don't know what's happening. Maybe I'm just missing you. <laughs> Good protein. Peanuts. Good protein. Okay. If y'all haven't done so, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We really appreciate that. And don't forget to come see us at the Kinzer Racing T-shirt trailer. Page is out there this week. Uh, there's new T-shirts in, and I did post those on the website today. So waynejohnson2c.com to see the new shirts. They're just some simplified shirts. We have four colors to choose from. So grab one of those if you'd like. You can also share the podcast on social media. If you do that, I'd be happy to send you a sticker or a koozie, some other little gift. You can email me waynejohnsonracing at yahoo.com. You can always call or text us on the voicemail line, 405-362-0620. And you can find us on social media at Wayne Johnson Racing on Facebook and Instagram. Is that all you got for this week? Because I don't have a whole lot to add this week. I don't even know where to start. I'm sure we're going to have a big show next week with five races on tap. And and who knows what kind of other stuff we're going to get to talk about. Who knows? Well, that's exciting. I don't Who knows? <laughs> I know well, you've got five, well, you just, well, five races and... A week, and I'm sure there's going to be plenty to talk about. I'm sure there's going to be 
lots of uh, drama and, you know, just crazy stuff that's probably going to happen, not just, I mean, probably not with us, but, I mean, just in general that maybe we could talk about or whatever. But five races in in, uh, in six days is going to be uh, pretty overwhelming. Yep, rest up. I know you've got a yep. radio show to be on in the next five minutes, so I won't keep you much longer. All right, guys. Well, till next week, keep listening. This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you at the tracks.